In the other room, the TV's still on, the volume's up. Uh, it's halftime of the Oregon Ducks-Ohio State football game, number three versus number 12. Ducks leading 14-7. to seven. <laughs> The first half has gone a lot different than I had thought, which is good. You know, it's good. The Ducks were not uh, expected to do that well against Ohio, which is a, Ohio State, which is a really good team. But the Ducks are showing their stuff. We'll see how the second half goes. Anyway, uh, here we are at the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. My name is Tim Patterson, and you can find us at tradeshowguy.net. The other sites are linked from there, including Trade Show Guy Exhibits, Trade Show Guy Blog, uh, the two books I've got as well. It's all right there. Just go to tradeshowguy.net. So we'll, let's get right to it. Uh, a couple of months ago, three, four months ago, I had uh, Shep Hyken on, great speaker, author, uh, fun guy to hang out with. Uh, he's got a new book out. And, and when we spoke uh, earlier in the summer, maybe at the end of spring, he said, hey, my new book's coming out in September. Do you mind if I come back on and talk about it when that happens? And I said, sure, happy to do it. So uh, today's chat is with Shep Hyken about his new book, I'll Be Back, in which he is back <laughs> uh, on this show. Uh, so uh, enjoy the chat we had about his new book, which I'm sure is going to be a good one. I want to welcome back to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, Shep Hyken, author, speaker, and all-around great guy. How you doing, Shep? Hey, I'm doing great, Tim. Great to be back. Yes, it's good to have you back. You were only on it like at the beginning of the summer, but I know you have a book out that's coming up or will be out soon or is out. It is uh, actually <laughs> going to be out in a week, but if you go to Amazon, you can get it today. And it is, just like I said, I'll be back uh, uh, over the summer. It's titled, I'll Be Back, How to Get Your Customers to Come Back Again and Again. And uh, very excited to be back here and be excited to talk about it. And hopefully well, yeah. everybody listening will go out immediately to Amazon and buy the book. <laughs> but wait till the show's over, right? <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, wait till the show's over. Here's some of the nuggets that we're going to share because we're not going to hold anything back. I want to give you some great ideas, but know that it's a fraction of what's in the book. So the this is your seventh or eighth book. I I'm, I'm lost Number count. Eight. Maybe maybe you've lost count too. Oh, you you're counting. Oh, oh count. no, I remember. Believe me, I remember every one of them. <laughs> every single one of them. I have no that's doubt. Like saying, yes. How many kids do you have? Let me see. I've lost count. I don't remember. <laughs> well, the when you get up one, that past his or her dozen, name. right, right, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be back. Obviously, a play on words from the old Terminator thing. How did that come about? Uh, what was your thought process on using well, that? Um, so, there's okay. a reason behind it, obviously. Yeah. Here's my Terminator look. Perfect. You're terminated. Um, hasta la vista, baby. The, <laughs> <laughs> so there originally, when I started out, there was nothing, it had nothing to do with the Terminator and about three paragraphs into writing this, I'd already come up with the idea and I'll share with you why I decided to write this book and why I titled it in a moment. But after about three paragraphs, four paragraphs into my, even the outline, I realized, hold on. I'll be back. Who made these words famous? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator. In Terminator 1, it was not good. When he said, I'll be back, he was coming back to blow up the police station. <laughs> but in number two, I'll be back, he was coming back to help save the day. And there's some other I'll be back lines used in movies, which are hilarious. And he, I think he's figured out a very, very smart dude. I just saw a great video on YouTube about he's saying, he didn't want to say, I'll be back. He says, I can't say that. To I'll be back. He struggled over it. He goes, can't I say I will come back? No, you got to say I'll be back. So it turned out to be great. Anyway, why this book? So a few years ago, I'm with a client and they're talking about how they measure success. 
And we're talking about all the traditional measurements like customer satisfaction scores, you know, are you one to 10 happy with the product, happy with the service, uh, the net promoter score, what's the likelihood that you'd recommend. And he says, we use all those and they're really important, but the one measurement that's most important to us is to actually measure the behavior. Does the customer actually come back? And I go, Oh, that's brilliant because everybody's measuring a history lesson. You know, that's what that is. What did you do yesterday? Give me a rating on that. Now, history is really important. And I don't suggest you stop doing that kind of surveying because it lets you know in the moment what's going on and what you need to fix or maybe what's going right. So what you need to keep. And but looking at the behavior is a different thing. Now, this particular client was in the hair salon business. Uh, they had over a thousand managers and owners of salons in the audience. And basically they, they were trying to get different customers that were just coming in for the first or second time into the cadence of a regular customer based on what their needs are. Somebody might get their hair colored once every six weeks or once every three months or whatever. I don't know. I, as you can tell, I wouldn't know much about going to a salon, (laughs) Uh, you know, how often somebody comes in once a month to get their hair cut. So what they're trying to do is move customers into a behavior, a a cadence of regularity. And uh, I thought that's brilliant. And And I actually wrote an article in Forbes about this, and I may have even written it in my newsletter, but I, it's been in my mind for a long time. And I thought, I've got enough new content that would help drive the I'll be back you know, experience. Mm-hmm. That's where the whole book came about. So one of the big lessons is the book is the most important measurement. And that is behavior, right. not just are they willing to recommend us? Were they happy with us? That kind of thing. Uh, so I want, I want, that's the first one of the big lessons in the book. Um, another one of my favorites is um, I, I love the foundational concepts I put into every book, which is about creating. And we've talked about this on past yeah. interviews. Uh, Talk about creating that moment of magic, managing that interaction, making it better than average, and how amazement, if you are predictably and consistently, even just a little above average, your customers say things like, you know, I love doing business with them. Why? Well, they always get back to me quickly. They're always so knowledgeable. They're always friendly. That word always followed by something that really is a normal expectation, but the fact that it actually happens all the time, the way a customer would want it done, and, and it's not hard to do that. You just have to focus and concentrate on it. That's what drives amazement. So, and then from there, we launch into all kinds of new content. Well, very cool. So you also talk about like repeat customers versus loyal customers. Is there a difference between that? I'm guessing it is. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference because people confuse repeat business with loyal business. When I say people, I'm talking about uh, somebody that works at a company, uh, business CEOs, even they don't. So here's the point of that chapter is we need to recognize the why. First of all, we love repeat business. I'm just going to tell you, you want repeat business, even if they're not loyal, go for the repeat business, right? (laughs) But you need to understand why they're repeating the business with you. And sometimes it's because they are loyal. They love who you are. They love the people they work with. They wouldn't want to go anywhere else. They'd even pay more for it, which is the idea. We want to make price less relevant. We want to bulletproof ourselves from competition. But if the reason the customer does business with you is because your business is located closer than a competitor, what happens if the competitor moves in closer? If the reason they do business with you is because you've got a great, like a, 
people call it a loyalty program. And I think that's a, a, a misnamed program. It should be yeah. a repeat business program or a marketing program. Because if I work at a restaurant and I own, or I own a restaurant and I give you a card when you come in that says, hey, on the fifth time you're in here, I keep punching your card on that fifth time, free meal, which basically is a 20% discount if you look at it that way, right? right? Okay. And if I'm uh, an airline and I give you frequent flyer miles and you fly on my airline more than any other, simply because you're trying to accumulate the most miles, why spread those miles out over a bunch of airlines? When you put it all in one, you get your trips faster, right? The free trips. But if all the airlines took away the miles program, would you still want to fly on that airline? You know, there (laughs) is no perk other than just us. And so we need to understand why does a customer come back to us? And maybe it's because we have low prices. Maybe, and I talked about this with the salon owners. I remember that in a salon business, if I get my hair cut and I'm really drawn to Tim, let's say you've been cutting my hair for three years and you keep thinking I come back because I love the salon. No, I love Tim Patterson. Yeah. That's why I come back. And if Tim goes to move to a different salon, there's a pretty good chance I'm moving with Tim. But still, I'm totally cool with that because if Tim is truly representing my salon or my business, and it could be a B2C or B2B business, it doesn't matter. Tim, you may be my inside sales rep at a manufacturer's uh, manufacturing company, and I love you. Just recognize that I love the company because of the employees, not necessarily what they sell or what their price is. And when you understand the why behind uh, the reason people buy, you have a much better chance of keeping them as repeat customers, if not even loyal customers. So I'd like to dig a little bit into, I mean, we talked about repeat customers, loyal customers, uh, loyalty programs. I went through my wallet a, a couple of months ago and tossed like five cards away that had only two holes punched, right? I never <laughs> exactly. got back to them. <laughs> but anyway, a lot of that, I think, you know, you mentioned it in, in uh, on your website, I'll be back uh, book.com. And that is um, the culture at a company. I think it, uh, it, 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 it's a big part of it, isn't it? How the people behave towards their customers and clients. Yep. And mm-hmm. that really is top down. Do you, do you believe that's true? I, oh, I believe I wrote it, put it in the book. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, the top and, down part, I guess. Is that the, is the, that top, the critical? Oh, the top, top, top down? Yeah. So there's a process. Uh, and, and actually, I've expanded on my typical process in this book and given a little bit more detail. Uh, but, you know, essentially, it starts at the top. You decide, I want a culture of customer service and experience to be good. It's got to start with the leadership saying, this is what we want. Now, we need to define what it is. I've talked about this in other books. We create what's called a mantra. And that is a one sentence or less, a few words even, of what is it that our customer experience is going to look like. At Ace Hardware, they're the helpful hardware place. At the Ritz-Carlton, we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Uh, There's a great company. You wouldn't know who they are. They're in Nashville, Tennessee, but they have what I actually call it a passion statement. It's so passionate. They say, we love our customers so much that when we kiss them, their lips bleed. (laughs) I know it's crazy. And you're not going to, and it's a metaphorical kiss. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a real kiss. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, But those are great, important ways of saying, this is what we go for. Now, what has to happen is everybody needs to be on board. So you got to communicate it. You got to hire people who understand it and get it. And you got to train people on exactly how to behave to make the non-negotiable standards, if you will. Uh, You deliver on those in order to make this mantra become reality. And so those those are a few of the ideas 
to get that culture started and in place. And those sound very simple. And I always say, you know, it, it's like when I, when I do my presentation, I break it down into six steps. I go, here's six steps, uh, simple steps to create a customer focused culture. And I remember one day a guy raises his hand and he's, I'm in a CEO uh, or it's called a C-suite group. And one of the guys was the CEO of a large company. And he says, you keep saying this is simple. And I said, it is. And he goes, well, it, I, I, I've got a big company. How big? He goes, I have 35,000 employees. I said, well, it's going to take you five to seven years. Would love to sign the contract with you right now if you like <laughs> to do that. But, but I said, seriously, I want you to keep in mind that simple does not mean easy. Right. Yeah. The idea behind it, the concept, uh, it's like, hey, this is pretty simple. And it's really simple if you've got 150, 300, 400, 500 people. Okay. And if you've got 10 people, it's like you can change on a dime. But when you've got thousands of employees, you got to really go at it very carefully, systematically, and the training takes a little bit longer, running it through, getting everybody to buy in takes a little bit longer. And in a company in the size that this gentleman was talking about worldwide, 35,000 employees, it takes a number of years for yeah. a culture to shift to where it needs to be, cult, uh, what I would call customer focused. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that we could talk about for probably an hour and a half. <laughs> but but the size hours. of the company, at least yeah, two, two hours. hours. At least yeah. two hours. So I, I want to before we get you out of here, I want to reference your trailer. There's a trailer at your website I watched before we got on here uh, on on your book, which is really a lot of fun. You must have had a lot of fun putting that. We did together. Was, I think I I spent more putting that trailer together than I'm going to make on the book. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a drone shot, right? There's a drone shot yeah. at the beginning. And so here, the website is titled I'llBeBackBook.com. Now, I'm going to share something with the listeners if they've made it this far mm -hmm. uh, into our show. Uh, we're one week before the book officially launches. Now, you can go to Amazon right now, buy the book. And I believe uh, there are copies that they're sending out before the launch date. However, if you buy the book through my website, if you're outside the U.S., you can still buy from my website. It's just going to be a little bit more postage uh, and handling. But we, you charge you the regular retail price. We include tax. We include shipping. Unless you're out of the country, then we just charge a little bit more for shipping. And if you buy it now, you'll also get the ebook at no extra charge. And that would be immediate. So uh, if you happen to go to I'llBeBackBook.com, and by the way, there is no apostrophe in a website right. address. So, <laughs> so, uh, so it it's looks like, like it'll, it'll be, be back. back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Okay. I'll be back. So, yeah. I'll uh, be back. I'll be back. Book. Make sure you put that word book in yeah, there. I don't book, know what yeah. you're going to get. If you just type in, I'll be back.com. I don't want to get a, yeah. an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> message. It could be a message from a past president that wants to be president again. I don't know, but really? uh, you never know. Uh, which by the way, tr true story, nothing political. If you go to Amazon and you just type in, I'll be back all of this uh, information about, President Trump coming back is there. So make sure you put oh I'll, my be back book I'll be back or book or add my name, hike it yeah. to, the, to the query. Cool. Um, but I'll be back book.com. And also you'll see the trailer and it's fun because uh, I put on a black jacket and I'm looking really tough. And you know me, I'm not that tough. Uh, I walk into a restaurant. I don't get service. Nobody's coming to me. I keep looking at my watch and I finally say, you know, this is terrible service. Relationship terminated. Right. <laughs> Big explosion, and I, you know, then we go to the next scene. It and makes the point really fun. well, yeah, yeah. It's just fun, and I believe in having fun, and that's why even throughout the book, I reference uh, the Terminator. How do you win an Arnie? Okay, I called it the Arnie. It's like winning the Oscar. You get the Arnie when the customer says, "I'll be back." <laughs> 
<laughs> and they do. And then uh, I talk about 10 reasons a customer would terminate their relationship with you. And I'm really having fun writing the speech for this too. When I, when people are back to having conferences and I can do the, I'll be back speech. My final words are going to thank you very much. And uh, hasta la vista. So do you have anything scheduled? I'm just curious. Is coming up, or is it just all off in the uh, the? Uh, there is. I've got. I've got. Well, we do a ton of virtual presentations, gotcha, gotcha, uh, yeah. but I can't wait to go on stage again. And okay. I've got a uh, a lot of the events are being pushed now into next year again. Yeah. I mean, they were again. pushed from earlier yeah. in the year to later this year, not to next year. But I still have some stuff coming up uh, in October. I've got a live one on stage in front of a lot of people. I hope that continues to go through. And I'm seeing some of my friends are getting booked. Good. But uh, Good. a lot of the large companies I work with, they put a ban on on non-essential travel and meetings. So yeah, yeah. Well, it'll all come back down. at some point, but uh, yep. we'll keep our fingers. And, and you know better than I. Yeah, yeah, I'm, exactly. Your business. Yeah, <laughs> Shep, it's always good to talk to you. Albybackbook.com. Uh, thanks again. I appreciate your time. Tim, thanks for having me. Thanks again to Shep Hyken, and check his book out. I'll be back book. Dot com. Uh, to wrap it up this week's one good thing. Yeah, football's back. Uh, college football started a week ago. The Ducks won a game. They, you know, I'm a big Ducks fan, as you can tell. The Ducks won a game that they were supposed to win. They barely won it. Uh, as I mentioned today, they're playing. Uh, by the time you see this, the game will be long over, and we're looking to the next week. But uh, also, you know, I'm a big Seahawks fan. NFL starts. Uh, this weekend as well, so um, I'm in I'm in the zone. I'm in the football zone. It's funny because I didn't used to be that much of a football fan, uh, probably 25 or 30 years ago. In fact, I was kind of anti-football. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's a rough sport. It's not a good sport. And then I I start hanging out with a good friend who's who who played football. He's very uh, astute at observing what's going on, and I learned a lot from him about football. And I kind of like the the beauty, the elegance of the game, as well as the the roughness of it. It's it's interesting to watch. I never played football. I, I take that back. I played football for two days in the eighth grade. I wanted to play football. I was very small. I was like barely five feet tall. And the other kids were like, you know, twice my size. And I went through two days of getting the crap beat out of me in the eighth grade. I said, you know what? I'm going to stick with basketball and skiing. <laughs> so anyway, one good thing. Football's back. Have yourself a great couple of weeks. Uh, we'll do this again. Trade show guy, Monday morning coffee. Uh, I have no idea what will happen in two weeks, but uh, that's that's the way it is. The future is unwritten, but we'll see you then. Thanks for watching. <laughs>